0: You are now listening to The Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified.
1: Hello, and welcome to Acting Up, the podcast that dives deep into the world of TV and film that highlights our people, our culture, and our stories. I'm your host, Courtney Wills, Entertainment Director at The Griot. And this week, we're catching up with Gugu Mbatha-Raw and and Stefan James about their gripping new series, Surface. Surface is a psychological thriller from Apple TV Plus that is really cool and just wrapped its eight episode premiere season on September 2nd. It's one of those shows that twists and turns so much that you really got to see the whole thing before you can even make sense of what's happening. And I'm so excited that I got to sit down with Gugu the Raw, who not only stars in the series, but also served as an executive producer for the first time, as well as her co-star Stefan James, who does a great job as this sexy mysterious man that we're not really sure what to think of him until it's over set in high-end san francisco surface stars Gugumbath the raw as sophie a woman who has suffered a traumatic head injury that has left her with extreme memory loss believed to be a result of a suicide attempt as sophie embarks on a quest to put the pieces of her life back together with the help of her husband and friends She begins to question whether or not the truth she is told is in fact the truth she has lived. Through twists and turns and an unexpected love triangle, this sexy, elevated thriller asks, what if you woke up one day and didn't know your own secrets? Surface is a story of self-discovery, which contemplates if we are pre-programmed to become who we are or if we choose our own identity. That's a pretty loaded log line. And like I said, if you watch this series, which you can now in its entirety, it's a perfect weekend binge, you'll get what is so kind of twisty and turny and mysterious about it all. But one thing that stuck out to me was just how amazing it was to see Gugu take up so much space in a show like this, where race wasn't really front and center. If anything, it was one of the most colorless series I've ever seen that has so many prominent Black people in the main roles. I sat down with Gugu right after I devoured the series from start to finish. So let's get right to it. Gugu, this is so good. Oh, thank you. It is really, I mean, I devoured it. I started it yesterday and I'm done. That's exciting. It's been such a long time since something made me crave my rewatch of it. it it's just, uh Such a pleasant surprise. So great to see you in this starring role, but also as um, an executive producer of this really interesting and like complex project.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Well, when it came along, you know, and I knew that Hello Sunshine were involved, having worked with them on the morning show, obviously, which was such an incredible experience. And obviously their whole ethos of empowering women and female centered stories, um, you know, them inviting me to be an EP on this and be able to be, on board at such an early stage you know i think just just the pilot was written and an outline by veronica west when i came on board so so yeah it's it's been amazing there's a lot of me in this show in terms of uh you know the the dna of the show the the sort of taste and style of it um so thank you it's a great challenge
1: (laughs) yes and i mean Gosh, your character has so many layers. We get to see like so many versions of you, you know, you're dressed up, you're dressed down, you're exercising, you're, you know, there's, it's a thriller, but there's kind of a ton of elements. There's romance and mystery and um, so much going on. But also um, I thought the pacing of it was just so brilliant Um, and your timing as an actor, you, you know, when you're, someone's taking up so much of the screen for so much of a project, I think it's easy to get bored. And I was never once bored of listening to you, looking at you, trying to figure out, you know, what was really going on.
2: Oh, good. Oh, that's so great to hear. Yeah. No one wants to be boring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) How do you even attack somebody that You know that that is going to present so many versions of themselves in one show.
2: Mm. Well, I mean that to me is always what I'm craving, always what I'm looking for. It's the nuances, the complexity. Um, the multifaceted layers of characters. You know, I'm always trying to build them into characters. You know, sometimes they're not always there and you have to mine for them. Mm -hmm. On this one, they really were, you know, part of the identity of the show. The idea of this duality of identity, of this fragile woman um, evolving into a sort of fierce, empowered, um, you know, person in her world and, and being able to kind of go from looking to everyone else, you know, to define who she is and actually digging deep within herself um, to choose who she's going to become. Yes. Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, This was also a show, very unique element in it is that it's kind of colorblind. Like this world that we're in is um, so minimally, if at all, obviously affected by Uh, the race of your character or the race of um, Stephen James's character. Like it just felt inconsequential in a way, other than loving to see it, loving to see, um, you know, someone like you taking up so much space, but also presenting different styles, different hair, different clothes, all of those Mm -hmm. things are fantastic. But race didn't really come into play. And I always find that so interesting because it almost creates another another sense of like a fantasy world like we actually don't have to think about that we get to see black characters just being the hero or the villain Mm. or the love interest Mm. you know Mm. minus any of the other things that you know often we're looking for I think that that too is a step in representation being allowed to just be a princess or just be
2: whatever it is. Well, and just be a complicated human being. I think that's not a just, I think, you know, we are unlimited. And I think that we shouldn't limit ourselves to telling one type of story or one type of, um, one type of genre, you know, and for me, even in you know as a woman seeing this story about memory loss about a character finding their identity I've seen it in in movies like The Born Identity you know with a male protagonist but never with somebody that looks like me at the center okay. and I you know I'm all for building in the complexity of the world of a psychological thriller that's juicy you know that that's aspirational that's in a luxury world um that's seemingly perfect so hopefully you're you're swept away on on the mystery of it all
1: yes what is the biggest difference in you know the glass that you're looking through a project like this not when not only you're the lead but you're the executive producer like what changes about how you approach it and what is it like to have a say you know after the camera start stops rolling on your part
2: Mm. Well, it's not just after the camera stops rolling. It's before it's, you know, in terms of coming on board at a point when it was myself, Hello Sunshine and Veronica West and Reese Witherspoon and we pitched the show to Apple, you know, so I would never been part of a pitch before at that early stage, you know, and being a part of, you um, You know, interviewing directors, you know, I've been interviewed and auditioned for directors a million times, but being on the other side of, of the Zoom room as it was, you know, meeting directors, meeting costume designers, composers, being a part of those creative choices really um, wrestling to find the core of the DNA of the show in terms of taste, in terms of finding allies and collaborators that that really represented that taste and would, would challenge it and push it further and, and create dynamic creative partners um, was really, really um, incredible. And of course, you know, this cast, being a part of the casting process with the phenomenal April Webster, who cast me in my first project in the U.S., you know, wow. with J.J. Abrams Undercovers. you know. So yes. to be able to work with a- April Webster again on this as an executive producer was just, you know, one of those full circle moments in life, you know, where, where you feel very grateful for the journey that you're on.
1: Yes. So you had a say in the casting. Talk to me about um, Stephen James. Like, why was he the right person for this role. He is such a phenomenal actor, I think. And I was so yeah, excited. Yeah, Stefan,
2: it's Stefan. and um, Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd been a fan uh, of Stefan since seeing him if, in If Beale Street Could Talk, you know, and I saw him in Homecoming with Julia Roberts. And, you know, just he brings such a soulful, grounded gravitas to everything that he's in. You just believe him. He has um, a strength and a, and a reality, but also deeply romantic energy i think you know because yes. seen him in beale street you know but it's always grounded and um i think you know without giving too much away the character of baden is mysterious and you know the role that he plays in sophie's life is is really one that that pushes the story along you know and i think he brings such great quality that's that's such a you know diametrically opposed to the energy of of james for example sophie's husband played by oliver jackson cohen and i was really intrigued by oh yeah (laughs) yeah i was really intrigued by the dynamic of this love triangle you know and what that would bring out and how both um men in the story uh bring out different sides of, of sophie's personality different energies
1: yes so sophie to you you know is she a hero in this story is she a villain in this story do we have a line between well, this good is and all bad up the grabs
2: right who's the yeah. bad guy is he the bad guy is he the bad guy or is she what the, is bad, the guy? bad guy what is the bad guy yeah and and that's the that's sort of the twisty nature of this complex thriller and it wouldn't be a thriller if it was easy to, to, you know, define. I think that um, every episode there are twists and turns in the story that keep you guessing. And I think what I love about the show is you, you think you really like someone or you think you've decided that somebody, it can't be trusted. And then the next episode or the next scene, something happens and it flips your whole preconceptions on their head, you know, and uh, you're able to kind of see them in a, in a different light. So it really keeps you guessing and it kept me guessing, reading the scripts and being a part of the process with Veronica. You know, and I hope that that will let the audience lean in. You know, to to the the propulsive nature of this thriller. You know, make you want more.
1: Yes, and this project would not, I don't think, couldn't have been as strong as it was if it wasn't paced. You know, so precisely, and things didn't unfold um, the way and in the timing that they did. You knew the story going into figuring out who this team would be. Like, what were you looking for in a director? Not only knowing the story, but also knowing I'm going to have to carry this as an actor. And like, Mm -hmm. do you think about this is what I'm going to need from a director to pull this off?
2: Oh, absolutely. And we had a gift of a human being in Sam Miller, you know, who co-directed I May Destroy You with Michaela Cole, which I was a huge fan of, such a groundbreaking show. And I think I was very aware that playing a British character in an American world that we were shooting in the pandemic in Vancouver and in on the West Coast, um, that I very much wanted an ally as well as Oliver, you know, but an ally in the in the uh, producer team who was a Brit, who understood Sophie's Perspective culturally which Sam could bring and he's just so seasoned as a director such an actor's director really pushed us to bring out the weirdness of the dynamics really wanted to set the world you know off kilter nature of Sophie's reality and I think Sam did a lot to, to bring out the edge of, of this world you know as much as it's glamorous as much as it's aspirational and luxurious I think Sam gave it gave it such a grounded edge and you know, really was able to bring the point of view, the surreal, pull out the surreal elements of Sophie's world. Yes.
1: You know, um, watching your career kind of evolve has been such uh such a treat for me, you know, in my own career. I remember Belle, you know, <laughs> um, all the lights, which I loved, you know, and now we've got, you know, Gina Prince by the wood directing The Woman King, which is gonna be I such am. a huge film. We've got you you know, executive producing projects like these, and you've all kind of done it during this really big time of transition, I think, in Hollywood um, Mm. across the board, but especially for Black women. So my question Mm. for you now is, um, as someone who's been working through so many of these transitions and ongoing transitions, like what are the most palpable, uh, you know, I think benchmarks that we actually have hit? Like where have you seen or felt the most progress? And is there a place where still with all of this, all of these amazing things under your belt is still a a bit of an uphill climb? Mm.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, just listening to you, just put it all in perspective like that. Yeah. It makes me realize how far I've come, which is really, you know, always, you know, things go so Fast and, you know, with the pandemic, everything just took on another level of surreal, you know, that you forget yeah. to look back and, you know, take a moment to to remember the journey. Um, but um, but for me, I mean, certainly, you know, being an executive producer, I mean, I remember years and years ago when I was at drama school, you know, for the first time watching something like Sex in the City and seeing like Sarah Jessica Parker, executive producer, I was like, oh my God, how does that happen? How does, you know, and, and just thinking that was so out of my reach, you know, in a way and just not really understanding how you get there. And obviously having incredible um, mentors and pioneers like Reese Witherspoon um, to work with, um, who've re- who's really you know opened so many doors for me and and you know brought me along alongside and the ta- at the table. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely still a long way to come, I, you know, a long way to go. I think um, for me, I'm I'm still, you know, finding my voice and finding my feet as a producer. And I feel really thankful that, you know, I've been able to grow into this role. Um, and, you know, I just I just hope for more. I think it's, you know, the the, the wonderful thing is once you get to a a point of influence to open the door for for people coming up behind you, you know. So so that's that's what I hope to do. I hope that it inspires people, you know. Like when I looked at Sarah Jessica Parker as executive producer, maybe this will inspire somebody to see me, you know, somebody that looks like me as executive producer of a TV show on Apple TV Plus. You know what that does just just to see it in writing, to see it in the show, um, subliminally that it's possible um, is is really inspiring so we'll see
1: thank you so much for your time today and thanks for this project it really it was so
2: good thank you thank you for your thoughtful questions
1: sure take care thank you i also sat down with Stefan james Who is smoldering on this show to find out what attracted him to the role and what it was like to be part of, you know, this kind of unusual circumstance where race really wasn't a factor for his character and where the actual character was so hard to pinpoint. Let's get right to it. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I've been dying to speak to you since I saw all of surface in like one day a couple of months ago it had me Mm -hmm. gripped
0: that's amazing I'm glad to hear you've enjoyed it (laughs)
1: um I talked to Gugu a lot about this project and one thing we talked about was why she felt you were the perfect person to portray this really kind of mysterious character tell me what attracted you most to this part
0: actually Courtney I'm I'm curious to hear what Gugu had to say I've never (laughs) heard the answer to that question
1: you're going to have to listen to this podcast. No, she, <laughs> yeah. she, um, she, she said a lot of great things um, about why you were the right person. But one of them was that you're just not that easy to read mm-hmm. in general, you know, like there's a lot behind those eyes. There's a lot behind that movement, but sometimes it's hard to pinpoint that. And I think that's part of what made your character so intriguing because I was, I was guessing about who he was to a good guy or a bad guy the yeah. entire time. It wasn't till it was over and even maybe still now, I'm not entirely sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you know, and I'm, you know, certainly, um, you know, honored to, to hear that, but you know, for me, I think it was, it was some of that and, 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 the fact that i i saw this character to be a guy that i couldn't quite put my finger on and you know that was interesting to me I, I i like you know things that aren't black and white and kind of live in sort of like a gray area and so you know the fact that i didn't completely know this guy after reading the pilot was a good sign that you know this is the guy that i was going to be interested in in playing um and then you know it's like you know he's an undercover cop you know but is he and like you know just the way he moves and 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 you know sort of i really dug just his his intellect and i dug you know his 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 love and his you know clear you know wanting to care for this this woman and i didn't know what that was obviously in the beginning but you know as i had further conversations with you know our wonderful showrunner veronica west and and kept reading the scripts it all started to manifest itself into you know into something really great and so what can i say i'm just i'm glad i got to be a part of it
1: i um i thought that these characters were so layered and exactly like you said were so hard to like put your finger on and Mm -hmm. that's not something i think that we get to see a lot especially when we're talking about black characters like Mm -hmm. usually there's so much of the you know their their race playing a part in the story in one way or another and this was one of those projects where you know like of course of course it's a thing but it was much less of a of a part of the storyline or part of what like it you you all could have been anybody um and i felt like that's something that other actors get to play with all of the time and it's rare to see Black actors get to kind of check that particular piece of baggage at the door and go full throttle at being, you know, deceitful or manipulative or mysterious or an action hero or whatever it is, independent of race playing a factor. And this was one of those projects. And I wondered for you if that's a draw or if that's if that's even conscious.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you Know it's it's uh what a beautiful thing to play colorless characters, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, where you know you're not having to you know discuss your 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 race um as a part of the you know the makeup of, of of the story, or you know it's not a driving force, which is just like I mean, the freedom you can only imagine the freedom that that gives us as artists to be a part of a, a project, you know, you know, we have. You know, Gugu, myself, uh, Marianne John baptiste um, who plays a therapist, um, you know, to have, you know, a cast that, you know, we got a good amount of Black people in there. And, you know, for for this to not be labeled a Black show, um, you know, what a what a freeing thing that is, that that this can just exist agnostically and and be enjoyed by, you know, people from all walks of life. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing. And it's certainly a thing that I look too, when I'm deciding, you know, the, the roles that I want to play.
1: You have played some other characters whose Blackness was absolutely front and center, paramount to the storyline. Of course, you know, if Beale Street could talk, comes to mind. But actually, my colleague, Gina, uh, just reminded me, you actually played her grandpa in um, a film, in Race, her grandpa's Jesse Owens.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Yep. One of my um one of my proudest moments was being able to play Jesse. So I mean, you're know, like, there's you know, iconic. How do you say no to playing Jesse Owens, right? Such an iconic you know figure, a man that you know, of course, his blackness was centralized in the story, but as it should be, you know, it, you know, he was a man that influenced so many people um, from so many different walks of life, and you know, that's the thing is like, you know, there's so much that exists within you know, Black excellence, um, you know, there's so many different verticals that make up, you know, what is Black excellence. And so when you look at a man that transcended race uh, through sport, I think it's a very, very powerful thing in a narrative that, you know, I'm happy to be a part of telling, you know, those inspirational stories to inspire people that look like me, um, but to inspire everyone, you know, in the way that Jesse has.
1: Yes, Um, Stefan, I feel like I've been watching your career for a while now and you're just one of those people that kind of came on the scene and to me seemed like you were really about the art. And I looked at you in If Bill Street and was like, I can't wait to see what kind of career this artist cultivates and like the decisions that he makes. And I want to know if those decisions have gotten easier as your, as your career has progressed? And do you feel like you have gotten to a place where you've accumulated enough agency to be really deliberate about the parts that you play?
0: That's a great question. Um, that's a great question. You know, I, 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 I've always been super conscious and super mindful of, of the things that I do, uh, the roles I take on, you know, what that means for me, what that means for the rest of the world. Um, and you know, I've always been fond of art that imitates life, right. That speaks to our livelihood, our experiences, um, as human beings, um, you know, on a spiritual level, um, sometimes on a, on a political level, but, you know, I try to tap into, you know, to humanity. I think, you know, I'm a humanist, um, you know, at heart and I'm an artist at heart. And so I just want to tell great stories. I mean, I grew up on great movies, um, you know, movies that, you know, really inspired me to be in the place I'm in today. Um, and so when I think about storytelling, I always just think about something that I would have watched, um, when I was a kid and, and, you know, the stories that have inspired me to be in the position that I'm in today, do my decisions get harder? Do those decisions get harder? Absolutely. They do. Um, you know, as I continue to grow as a man, you know, having to stand on the things that I say yes to having to stand on the things that I say no to. Um and, you know, wanting to build something that lasts a long time. And, and so that makes, you know, decisions harder when you're not just in it for the moment or in it for the money or in it for the hype, um, when you want to make something that's going to stand the test of time. Um, and so, you know, certainly those make my decisions harder, but I don't want to do anything or be a part of anything that doesn't excite me in the way that, you know, this this art form has always excited me. Uh, I don't wanna be a part of anything that doesn't challenge me or or help, you know, put uh, a different perspective uh, of myself out into the world, um, you know, that can help, you know, lead to other opportunities. Um, and so, you know, for me, I think, you know, if, if you care, you know, like I care, um, you know those decisions are always going to be hard, but I think that's what I've 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 banked. You know, for for the majority of my career, I've always banked on you know my decision decision making, and so you know why why change the you know that course of action now? Um, you know that's kind of what I've been about and what I'll continue to be about.
1: Yeah, do you find yourself to be inspired by you know like Gugu? This is her first time executive producing um, as well as starring in a project. And I was, you know, I was talking to her about, gosh, I remember all of the lights and like bell and who would have known that your career would evolve to where it is now. And she still has a ton of aspirations and a ton of things that she would like to do not only in front of, but behind the camera as well. Is that something that you see for yourself?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I've already started to produce. I have a first look deal with a studio. you know, versus a television deal. Um, so we've already started to produce content, and wow. I think that you know, um, you know, being a part of, you know, the 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 creation of the art um, is the biggest thing for us, and it always will be. Is is not just being, you know, a, a pawn in the wheel, if you will, and you know, being a, a part of making decisions and bringing people together, mm-hmm. um, whether it be different actors, directors um other producers um you know people that you know you can kind of you know create the art that you want to put into the world and it's not just about saying yes to you know different jobs or different people offering you different things but you know to actually manifest those things for yourself and so that's very important to me i think you know directing is something that i believe is in my future as well you know, I've been blessed to work with some incredible filmmakers and, you know, I'd be lying if I I said that they haven't piqued my interest in one way or another. And so I think that'll be a part of my very um, near future as well.
1: I love that. I cannot wait to see what is next from you, Stefan. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. This was really enjoyable seeing you um, in Surface. And I know we have a lot more to look forward to.
0: Appreciate you, Courtney. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Acting Up. Download the Grio app to listen to Acting Up and other great podcasts. See you soon.
0: You are now listening to the Grios Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified.
1: Don't forget, you can listen to the Grios Writing Black Podcast hosted by me, Maisha Kai. This isn't your typical writing podcast. We interview any and everybody that has anything to do with writing, from comics to poets to authors to journalists to politicians and more. Remember, that's Writing Black every Sunday right here on the GRIO's Black Podcast Network. Download the GRIO's app to listen to Writing Black wherever you are.